Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast and another installment of a quick tech tip episode. These quick tech tips have been extremely popular. Each time I share a tech tip episode, I always get emails from teachers who are loving the tips and are eager to put these tips to work in their own classrooms. And today's tip is super cool, but I can't take credit for it because I did see it on Instagram by another teacher who unfortunately I cannot remember who it was, but it's still an awesome Google Slides tip nonetheless, and I definitely wanted to share it with you because I think you are going to love it. Now, in this tech tip episode, I want to share how you can easily see all of your students working in real time on their digital devices and you can view it from your digital device all at the same time. This episode is going to be like a little mini workshop because I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to use this tech tip in the classroom. But first, let's roll the intro. Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. All right, are you ready for this? If you use Google Slides, you're going to love this tip. And your students don't even need to have a Google account in order to be able to use this tip. And you don't need to be using something like Google Classroom in your classroom either. You, however, you the teacher will need a Google account in order to create Google Slides. But once you do that, you're good to share the slides link with your students without them needing an account. And of course, a Google account is free and easy to set up if you don't already have one. But before we get started, I want you to know that I have prepared a video tutorial of this tip as well that walks you through how to do this. And so if you are more of a visual learner, I've got a video to support you and we will link that video in the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 115. So make sure you check that out if you would like a video visual view of how this tip works. Now, one thing you need to understand about Google Slides before you use this tip is that Google Slides or any Google document for that matter, Google Docs, Google Forms, they are live documents. That means when you share a Google Slides presentation with others without giving them their own copy, which you can do, you can force them to make their own copy. But if you just share the link to the Google Slides presentation, you will see any and all changes that others are making on that document in real time. So if you give a link to somebody for your Google Slides presentation and it's the same version of what you're working on and that person that you've shared it with starts to type on the slide or make any changes, anybody and everyone who has that link as well will be able to see those changes, those typing notes or comments in real time on their own device. So it's a live document. Any changes that are made are seen in real time to anybody who shares that link. Now, much of the time when you're sharing a Google Slides presentation with your students, you are giving them their own copy because you want them to you know, make their own responses and you don't want them to have other students working on that copy as well. However, for this tip, you will want to be all working off of the same document. This is important. You will need to give students the master link, so the original link 
to your students. Now, I promise I'm going to get into the details in just a second, but I want you to know that this tip is going to be helpful whether you're working in a whole class setting, so you're all together in one group, or even in a small group instructional session. So let's first talk about what this type of learning would have looked like pre-digital devices. Let's say you're teaching a math lesson and you're having your students practice some math problems at their desk on a piece of paper. So after modeling for them how to solve a math problem, whatever it is, or whatever topic it is that you're working on, you have them try out one of those problems on their own while you walk around the room and you look at individual students' papers. Well, this tip that I'm about to share with you, promise we're getting there, you'll be able to see your entire class working or your entire small group working from your own device without having to walk around the classroom and look at each individual student's work. So here we go. Here's how it works. Ahead of time, you will need to prepare a Google Slides presentation. You'll want to have a slide where there is something for students to do on that slide. So whether it's some sort of drag and drop activity, maybe you're matching something, maybe they're sorting something, something that they have to do, physically do on that slide. So in my example that I'll use throughout this episode is I'm going to pretend that I am teaching a place value lesson using base 10 blocks. So on my slide, I will insert several base 10 blocks clip art. So I'll insert images of ones cubes. I'll insert several images of tens rods and several images of hundreds flats and so on. So essentially I'm inserting movable pieces on my slide that are the digital versions of a base 10 block manipulative, math manipulatives that students will be able to move around the screen. And again, whatever your topic is, you want to maybe have something that they might be able to move around the screen, pictures that they're sorting, words that they're sorting, and so on. Now, what I want is for my students, maybe it's my whole class, maybe it's just a small group of students, I want them to be able to use these digital base 10 blocks to practice what we're learning. So the next step after you've prepared this slide and put anything and everything that you want on that slide for students to be able to use during your lesson is you want to now duplicate that slide that you've prepared for each student that is going to be using it. So if I'm working with five students, I'm gonna duplicate that same slide five times. If I'm working with my whole class, I want one slide per person in my class. Then you're going to assign each student a slide number. I would actually suggest just to make this really easy is that once you've duplicated all of the slides that you actually type the student's name somewhere on that slide so that you can see who is working on which slide. And it's also easier for students to know that they're working on the correct slide as well because it has their name on it. Now, here's the fun part. After you've assigned each student a slide, you're going to do a couple of things. One, and obviously you're going to need to share that Google Slides link with your students. So you've prepared the slide, you've duplicated the slides, you've named the slides so that you know who's gonna be working on which slide. Now you need to share that file, that link, with every student in your class that's gonna be working on this slides presentation. This can be done a couple of ways. You can assign the link in Google Classroom if that's what you're using. You can even share the Google Slides link in other learning platforms because remember, you're not necessarily going to need a Google Google account. They just need the link itself. So if you have another learning platform that you're using, you can easily just share that link within that platform. Just be sure though that you have set the share settings for that Google Slides presentation to be editable by anyone with the link. So when you go to share, you can choose how you wanna share it. Sometimes you can choose just to have it viewable. Sometimes you can have it to be restrictive, meaning nobody can look at it. You can share it with certain students, but the best way to do it is to set the share settings so that it's viewable and editable by anybody with that link. 
Now, if you don't use a learning platform and you just want to be able to pull up this Google Slides presentation, then for you, I would suggest creating a QR code for that link. And I will link to a QR code generator that you can use for free. It's super simple. You don't need an account. You just simply copy and paste a link into a little search bar and then it produces a QR code for you. And you can print that QR code out for students, one for each student, or you can even just display that QR code as an image on your smartboard or your whiteboard that students can then scan with their devices. So you can either share inside a Google Classroom or another learning platform, or you can create a QR code for students to scan and bring up the Google Slides presentation on their own device. Once the students have pulled up the Google Slides presentation on their device, you're going to first want them to click on the slide that has their name on it. Remember, all the slides are the same, but each student will be assigned their own slide to work on. Then instruct students to hide the other slide thumbnails on the left-hand side. So when you're creating a Google Slides presentation, you can see all of the slides that are in that presentation on the left-hand side. You want to have students hide that so that they're not distracted by other slides and other students working. So to do that, all you need to do is locate, there's a little arrow at the bottom left-hand side next to the thumbnails. And if they just click on that little arrow, it will hide that little column on the left-hand side and it will just show their main slide that they're working on. So these first steps here are all about getting it set up and sharing it with your students. Now, let's go back to our place value example. So you're in your lesson and you have your students all have the Google Slides presentation up on their device. And let's say that you're having them practice creating or building numbers using those digital base 10 blocks that are on their slide. So maybe you ask them to build the number 345 with their digital base 10 blocks. Students can tap and drag or click and drag whatever their device is set up to to do and they can move those pieces around and they can pull three hundreds flats and they can drag and pull four tens rods and then they can pull five cubes to create 345 with their base 10 blocks on their slide. Now I would suggest when you are creating these slides ahead of time that you kind of put all of the movable items, the draggable items from a slide on one side of their slide and then have some working space that's blank so that they can kind of have an area where they can drag items to. So have kind of the left-hand side of the slide be all of the movable pieces and then the right-hand side of the slide be their workspace. So students are on their own slide. They're creating their numbers with the base 10 block. Now here is the exciting part. You can easily see each student working in real time on their slide, but from your device. So here's what you do. You need to pull up the same Google Slides presentation that you shared with your students on your own device. Now look at the bottom left-hand corner. Under those thumbnails that you see of each slide that students are working on, you'll see a grid icon. If you click on that grid icon, what it does is it will display all of your students' slides in the center area of your presentation in a grid format. So they'll be large enough for you to see what students are doing and you're gonna be actually seeing those base 10 blocks moving on each student's slides. You're gonna see it being done in real time. And let's say you wanna click on a student's slide to see it closer, you just double click it, it pulls that slide up, it enlarges it for you to see. And then when you wanna go back to grid view, you just click on the little grid icon in the bottom left and you'll see all the students' slides again. 
And it's that easy. It's so easy to get a status of the class and take a quick scan on how all your students are doing as they work individually. And then when you bring the class back together, if you're working on a smart board or a large whiteboard, you can easily display specific student slides as you discuss what they're working on. Maybe you want to use one student's slide as a model and discuss what they did right and why their answer is correct. So I used a math example, but there are tons of types of activities that would work with a setup like this. What are you currently working on with your students that you would want to be able to see them working on in real time where you could do a setup, assign each student their own slide, have them working, and then have you, your own device, set up so that you can view their work in real time. Maybe you are having them do a sort of some kind that you've prepared a slide with several pictures or words and you're having them sort those pictures and words into columns. Maybe students are all working on the same journal response and you want to be able to see students typing their responses and you can easily get a quick glance of what they're writing. Maybe you have a word work activity of some sort that you want to be able to see them all working on at the same time. There are so many options that can put this quick tech tip to good use. All right, so there's my quick tech tip for the month. If you enjoyed this tip and you found it helpful, would you please share this episode with a teacher friend? I would be super appreciative and they can start using these cool tips in their own classroom. And remember, if you want a video of this quick tip, we will link to that in the show notes as well at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 115 if you'd like to see me walk you through it in a video format. All right, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.